This senior vice president had it all figured out. It was the morning of a major leadership conference, and this woman was going to be giving a big presentation that day. I was there early to help a lot of the presenters put their stuff together and, and prepare and make sure that they would be ready to go. Because understand that this leadership conference had all of the mid to senior level leaders from the entire business in one room. They only come together once a year. And this is the opportunity where that senior president of the business gives his vision and then all of the other senior vice presidents give their vision on how it complements it and what they're gonna do. So as you can imagine, the stakes for this leadership conference are super high. You know, you only have one day to really set the tone, set the vision early in the year, the calendar year, so that these leaders can then go into the business and drive those objectives, drive those goals, drive that vision as deeply into the business as possible. And so the president of the, of, of the organization was very adamant about everyone in there being prepared and ready to go. We had a time set aside for a lot of these leaders to come in early and prepare. One of the senior vice presidents, however, didn't think that was necessary. She was a very confident person, very competent, very technically sound. And so she had bought into her own press as my dad Rex often says, and she didn't think she needed to do that. All she really needed to do was test fire the slides from her 60 slide presentation. It's not right, Wes. No one should have 60 slides, bro. It's, it's not fair. It's not fair to the world. But she did, and really all she needed to do in her mind was run through all 60 slides to make sure, wait for it, that the people working the slides didn't mess up. <laughs> so she stood up on that stage and here's what she did. Slide, okay, slide, okay, slide, slide. And she did that for 60 slides. And then she walked off the stage and she was done. Well, when it was time for her to do her talk, you can imagine what happened next. All the other presenters who had done the work and who had got up on the stage and prepared went great. The audience was with them, they stayed with them, and they really owned the room. This very senior vice president got up there and she started stammering and stuttering, reading her slides, all of the things that lose an audience within seconds. And in fact, within seconds, every associate in that room, I know because I was sitting there, I looked around, was on their phone and swiping to the right. This is a woman who plays a very, very relevant role in that organization. She lost her whole audience. She lost the leaders who she's gonna depend on to carry her message, carry her vision down to the junior associates. Now think about that for a second. Here you had the rare opportunity, the sacred time, the sacred space to talk to your leaders who've stopped what they're doing for the day so that they can be in the room and hear your guidance and you lose them in the first 10 seconds because you didn't have time to prepare. You didn't have time to do that task that frankly is bigger than you are. You know, and in, in, in 2020, as we work through what I'm calling the year of the scar, and we're focusing this month on the pain point of self-sabotage, I wanna talk about what happens when we think we're too busy 
to do the work. I mean, we've already talked about if the task is too daunting or overwhelming. We've talked about the imposter syndrome that we can feel. But another form of self-sabotage is when we let the rat race dominate what we're doing. When we let the operational tempo of our business and we buy into our own press and we start to think that we don't need to do the deep work necessary to train and prepare and show up for our people. This is what happens. It's, a, it's a, just another form of resistance. It's another form of self-sabotage. It's a pain point that we really need to be aware of because all of you are running so hard these days. You know that, I know that. You get up in the morning, right? You probably, you, you have to fix breakfast for yourself. Maybe you're getting a workout in, take care of your family, you're out the door. And as soon as you get to work, it's the grind. And it's nonstop and the stakes are high and the pressure is high, right? And you're constantly taking care of everyone else. And then you're back home and you're taking care of everyone else and you're going to practice and you're going to the store. And then you hit the pillow and it starts all over again. You're staying in a fight, flight, or freeze sympathetic state all the time. That rat race, that operational tempo can dominate you if you're not careful. It can make it very difficult to do what rooftop leaders are supposed to do, which is to play a bigger game, to serve a purpose bigger than yourself, and to have an impact in your family, your community, your business that's bigger than you are, an impact that leaves tracks. If you let the rat race dominate you, that's what's gonna happen. I can't tell you how many senior executives, I coach a lot of them, and they all say the same thing to me. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Scott, I just don't have time for this right now. I've got it, I'm too busy doing this to train for this. Well, guess what? You get what you pay for. That's like, that's like a special operator saying, you know, I'm too busy doing this mission right now or preparing for this mission to practice my marksmanship. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's laughable. But yet that's what I see senior executives doing all the time. And it's usually two reasons. One, they've allowed the operational tempo of their arena to dictate their day. They are no longer in charge of their calendar. Major problem for a leader who wants to have an impact in the world. If you're not in charge of your calendar, you have a problem. And the second thing is, they've started to believe their own press. For whatever reason, they've detached themselves from the rest of the deep work that their people have to do to show up and be relevant. They're not doing. And I see this all the time. And the more senior the leader is, the more this is violated. So as you think about what you're going to do in 2020, as you think about you know, the, the impact that you're going to have this year, and I hope you're doing that, right? understand that self-sabotage is going to show up, but the way it may show up is telling you you're too busy right now. And the next thing you know, another year's gone by, and we're back to that conversation that Wes and I had earlier, which was, are you going to take in a shallow breath or a long breath in your life, right? Because you can either get busy li living or get busy dying. And if you're too busy to get busy living, then, then that's going to that's gonna haunt you, right? That's going to have an operational and strategic cost that is almost unbearable. So my ask of you is to think about these steps right here, right? I would like you to, first of all, do some reflection. It's not too late. You don't have to do it on New Year's Eve and make some liquored up resolution, right? I want you to go someplace quiet in some sacred space and reflect on what are the goals that you want to have in 2020, right? 
What are the tracks you want to leave behind? What's the impact you want to have in your family, community, and business? Write them down. Put them where you can see them. And then I want you to share them with someone that's close to you so that you speak them into the world, right? And then once those goals are set, I want you to train on what it takes to meet those goals. If you're looking for what that might be, here's a clue, rooftop leaders. You should be training on what it takes to make better human connections. You should be training at a minimum on how to listen better, how to use narrative competence or storytelling in the moments that matter, and how to be physically present when you're in front of another human being. Those three things, if you're missing something to train on, you should be training on that because that's gonna help you own rooms and get done what you wanna get done, right? But the, the answer will always be the same. Too busy right now. No, you gotta do that. And then the final step I'd ask you to do is do what it takes to actually prepare. If you're going on the stage that morning, then do the rehearsals. If you're going into a high stakes negotiation for a deal, rehearse the negotiation, right? Training is what we do every day. Preparation is what we do specifically toward a strategic task. So those four steps, reflect, set your goals for 2020, and then train on what it's gonna take, minimum, narrative competence, active listening, and physical presence, and prepare for those big events that are coming. If you'll do those things, you'll find the time to show up and do what is necessary to win, right? So in this year 2020, the year of the scar, the year of repurposing our struggle in the service of other people, right? Let's find the time to do what we have to do to be relevant and to be impactful to those that we serve. That's what pros do because think about it this way. What's everyone else going to do? Most of the people around you are not going to take the time. Most of the people around you are going to get caught up in the rat race and they're going to get consumed with what's going on around them and they're not going to show up with impact. Don't be part of that tribe. Go the opposite direction. Go to the rooftop. Thanks for what you do and I'll see you on the